0: you're sitting in a room and someone walks in and it's like there's a stillness you can almost hear a pin drop and just all the heads turn because somebody walked in who has that they have magnetism it's an internal state in your body in your mind and then it's an external impact that you are having outside of yourself when you're in that state and you're operating from that place the energy of that feels much more like magnetizing things to you rather than chasing after them Hello, all of you dope-ass humans, and welcome back to another episode of Oh Hi Self. I'm your host, Sandra Passing, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, digital nomad, lover of cats. And in today's episode, I want to talk about how to be more magnetic. So this is something that I practice personally and something that I teach clients, but it's also just something I've been fascinated with for a while. And I noticed this week when I was choosing a topic, I really wanted to, I just, I wanted to choose something that I feel super fiery about and excited about. Um, That's actually kind of how I'm like trying to live my life these days in general. I'm like choosing in favor of what lights me up, what gets me excited, what makes me feel alive. And uh, not surprisingly, as a result, when you do that, you end up finding a lot of things that make you feel that way. So, big fan of magnetism. We'll get all into that in um, in a sec, but first here are some GCI. Gratitude right now is fitness. I'm obviously such a fitness freak talk about all the time, you know, this, but, um, lately I've just been kind of like laughing at myself and Chris, cause we are currently members at three different gyms. Now, Chris is teaching at two of them. So that's kind of the logical connection there. Um, but also we're friends with the owners of both gyms and we just love both communities so much and like, couldn't, you know, really choose one or the other. So we're like, we'll just be, <laughs> be at both. And then also a few months back, we joined 24 hour fitness, which I haven't been a member of a gym like that in forever, but we joined for multiple reasons. Mostly because there's a sauna, and oh my god, I am so obsessed with the sauna right now. I'm like going once or twice a week, ready to go more. Um, so excited to have one at home eventually, and you know, just like there's access to the Zumba classes and machines and some different stuff. Um, so I'm really enjoying the variety of that, and I just yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to fitness as a whole. It is like the gift that keeps on giving. Um, if you're into fitness, you you know, you get it. If you're not, I would strongly um, invite you to consider the possibility that fitness might have so many gifts hidden in it for you that can just open you up. Not only, I mean, I would do fitness just for fun, just because it's fun, but um, let alone, you know, has a million health benefits. And we're learning more and more about the science behind um, health span and longevity and just how incredibly important it is to not just like you know, do cardio and move your body, but weight training specifically, lifting weights, um, so incredibly huge. I'll have Chris on here in the health coach capacity soon to talk more about some of that stuff. But man, I freaking love fitness so much. And really, truly, I would say in the past probably 10 to 15 years. I've met so many of the important people in my life through the fitness world, whether it be at gyms or back when I taught outdoor boot camp. it just, it has led to some of my most deep and fulfilling and meaningful relationships. So just so, so grateful for that. I'm also feeling really grateful that I can, I think I can legitimately say that I'm like the strongest and most fit I've ever been in my entire life at 43. And I was, you know, it's a pretty like elite competitive cross country runner in high school. Um, haven't done anything super ambitious since then run a couple foot races, have marathon marathon, but, um, at 43, it feels pretty great to be able to say that. And I, a big part of that is, is the mindset of it too. I think I, I choose very, intentionally to opt out of the narrative that I see all around me. I hear all around me that it's just in our, it's baked into our societal conditioning that, you know, we, we all hear it, right. It's like, Oh, you turn 40 and then it all goes downhill and everything starts hurting. And yes, of course, there's a lot of realities around just deterioration, deterioration. I know that well from all my arthro, arth Wow. Um, osteoarthritis. There we go. That's the, <laughs> that's the word. I, I know what those things can feel like. And regardless of what can happen with age i'm like i am fucking absolutely opting out of the narrative that that has to happen and that everything has to go downhill even just the term over the hill like is hilarious to me i'm like oh i am no i'm just getting started i i choose to believe and i'm training myself to believe that it can get better and better not just you know your mind and and success in those kinds of things, but your body too. I really believe that we can be taking incredible care of our bodies, and it's so damn worth it. so yay, fitness, gratitude for that um on a related note, I'm celebrating i guess I'm celebrating like a transformation that has happened over the last I would say three months or so in in the health and wellness category um it was kind of it was kind of an unintentional transformation. Everything I was doing, which I'll explain in a minute, you know, was on purpose, but I just wasn't really expecting the kinds of changes that I've seen. So hopefully this can be inspiring to, for any of you who are looking for a similar transformation, um, take notes on these. So like, you know, yes, yes, we were doing fitness and yes, we're doing fitness now. I've maybe stepped it up a little bit in terms of just slightly, um, maybe turned up the dial on fitness, my, my knee, my shoulder are f- feeling pretty good. So I've been able to push myself in the gym and whatnot, but actually, um, the, the biggest changes that I've made that have had the biggest impact are two things, protein and walking. Like, I would never have expected either of those to change everything, but they kind of have. Um, I think I may have mat- mentioned on here in the previous episode that I a couple months ago, um, Chris taught me how to count macros, which is essentially use a, a calculator. You look up a line, you get like your target calories for the day, and then you use an app. I use MyFitnessPal, and it you know shows you how many you put in your food and stuff. You weigh stuff; it's a little bit of a pain in the ass in the beginning, but you get used to it, and it tells you you know how many calories, how many. Pro- uh, how much protein, calorie, protein, carbs, and fat are you getting? Those are the three macros. And I don't even really care that much about calories. Like I'm, I'm not really paying that much attention to any of that. What I am paying attention to is protein. I suspected I wasn't getting enough, but I had never tried. I'd never paid attention. And so once I knew what my target was, my target was just going for 150 grams per day-ish. And I was like, so I was tracking for a couple of weeks and I was like, I'm getting nowhere close to that. Like not even close, maybe a hundred. But, um, so then I just started trying to get more and it like, it's hard, but I, and I don't hit it every day, but I'm getting closer than I was before. And it has made a huge difference. Um, so many things, basically my, my body has kind of like transformed. I felt fit. I felt, I liked how it looked, but I've just um i've gotten stronger i've gotten leaner i can like see definition that i haven't been able to see before and just all these things are happening where i'm like wow i like really like what's happening here and i have more energy it's more steady energy like physical energy throughout the day i'm spending a lot of time being physical and i actually have the energy for it it's also helped with mental focus like i feel like i can just buckle down and actually concentrate on work for longer periods of time i would also say that and this completely surprised me y'all know i have a a huge sweet tooth. Like I love my sugary treats and I don't deny myself them. I just kind of enjoy everything and try to go 80, 20. But like literally my palate has changed. I'm not craving sugar nearly as much as I used to. And I'm not craving processed food nearly as much as I used to. I'm just, I think it's that I'm just eating enough protein. So I'm satiated. And so I'm just like don't really need, you know, I'm just trying to get enough, enough protein in my mouth during the day. And then I'm satiated and then I don't really feel the need to snack much. And, you know, it's it's wild. Like it's that completely caught me off guard and it's been super fun. And then the other main difference is uh is the walking. Like I love walking, you know, try to walk all the time and we go through phases where we take little after dinner walks and stuff. We walk a ton if we go travel. But lately I've been, or the last month or two especially, I've been like, what would happen if I actually tried to get 10? Thousand steps per day. I definitely don't hit it every day. I'm currently averaging maybe like eight thousand three hundred or something, um, but I get close to that a lot of days. And I'm using that time. It's like my meditative time. I use it for uh, for amazing connection time with Chris. We have a bunch of our great, our best talks while we're walking. I'm sometimes doing work while I'm walking, so I'm like I, I could be doing this sitting on my couch or I could be walking and just do a few things on my phone. So not only is it super enjoyable, it's, it's like a great kind of creative outlet. It, um, I find it very soothing. It's like a mindfulness practice for me, but then also, and walking is like the unsung hero of fitness. We talked a lot about that when Brie, um, came on uh, as a guest, she was one of the first guests and but man, also that I just it it has changed how I feel throughout the day. And I believe that it's one of the main contributors to how my body has changed too. So yeah, protein and walking. Totally celebrating those two huge changes and um the the transformation that I'm like <laughs> noticing in my body and that I'm experiencing internally and how damn good I feel. And so much of that is protein and it's walking. Um, also doing a lot more sauna, which I know has many health benefits, but I, I believe that what I'm feeling also has something to do with that. I really believe in the power of the sauna. My intention lately is, man, I'm, I'm really big on relationships lately. You know, we had the Chris on for the relationship and communication episode. I'm very much focused on cultivating community and nurturing relationships. We have some great community and with our gyms and with our friends and really, fo- uh, you know, wanting to keep connections strong with family and all of that. I'm launching DLA Dream Life Academy with my online lifestyle design community. And just, I'm realizing how, I mean, it's such like, so obvious, but it's a good reminder how much our relationships make up so much of the richness of our daily lives. And the, you know, I don't want just people in my life. I want depth and intimacy and vulnerability and like fulfilling, meaningful, titillating, exciting, stimulating relationships of all kinds. And it's been super fun playing with us. So I've realizing that's a big intention and focus of mine lately. Okay. That was my GCI. As always, I would love to hear yours if you want to share at any point. So in this episode, We're talking about magnetism and I'm going to focus on three things. Number one, defining what magnetism is and what it's not. Number two, what are the benefits of being more magnetic? And then number three, like how, how do we do it? How do, how do we actually be more magnetic? So, um, starting with defining magnetism and by the way, this is this is purely just my opinion. This is based on my own experiences and observations. So definitely feel free to disagree with this. I would say just listen and take what resonates and ignore the rest as usual. So to me, when I think about magnetism, it's a combination of two things. It's it's an internal like feeling, like it's an internal state in your body, in your mind. And then it's an external impact that you are having outside of yourself. So on people, on a room, on the world, whatever it is. So if I focus on those two things, internal feeling when i have experienced what i would describe as magnetism the feeling it can be a lot of different things but it's usually something along the lines of like feeling calm feeling grounded and there's like this grounded kind of confidence that comes with it it i would describe that as very similar to self trust and it has a lot of ease in it there's not a lot of like struggle or questioning or anxiety or worrying or ruminating it's just this like Yes. It's like a knowing it's like a, yeah, it's self-trust. And it's in that internal state that when you're in that state and you're operating from that place and you're out doing things in the world and you're, you know, chasing things you want and going after goals, it, the energy of that feels much more like magnetizing things to you rather than chasing after them. So if anybody, if you're familiar with manifestation, this is like kind of a big, big concept in the manifestation world. A lot of teachers will talk about the idea of magnetizing or attracting things to you rather than chasing after them. And just to clarify a little bit more what that means when people talk about that, it's like, yes, you know, you can make a vision board and and sit down and do all the mindset work and, and visualize the thing that you want and journal about it and do all this great stuff. But it's not about just them sitting on the couch and like meditating and hoping it's going to fall into your lap. You still need to go take action. And they're not saying you don't take action when you're, you know, magnetizing things to you instead of chasing them. The way I would describe that more, it's about the energy from which you do things. So in both cases, you might go take action. Let's say you have a goal, you've decided you want something, so you're going to go after it. And there are certain steps you need to get from A to B. So you go out in the world and you take the steps and you do the things. But doing it from a place of like, chasing and desperate, needy, like, Oh my God, I have to get this thing. Or like, what if I don't, I need to prove myself to the world and I'm not good enough. And it's like, it's this, like it, it's yeah, it's chasing, it's grasping. Doing action from that place is very different than doing action from a place of calm, trust, surrender, where you're like, yes, I want this thing. I'm going after it. I'm taking action. I'm moving forward, but it's, you're doing it with like a calm, clear confidence And of course, hurdles will come up. Things will happen. You'll fall on your face. There will be problems. But instead of freaking out when those things happen, that magnetic version is much more like you trust yourself to figure it out. You see a hurdle. You're like, cool. How do I get over the hurdle? Let's problem solve. And so there's, it's much more easeful. It's much more calm. um, And it feels so much better. (laughs) Highly recommend. Feels so much better than the way that I think we are taught to do things and, and so much of the way that things are modeled for us. So that's kind of the internal experience, the internal feeling of it all. And then the external impact, the way I've just the, the way I would describe it is like, so imagine, and I think we've all seen this, right? You're sitting in a room and someone walks into the room and it's like there's a stillness. you can almost hear a pin drop and just all the heads turn because somebody walked in who has that, they have magnetism. There's something about them, which like it can be, it might be that they're striking physically. This would be like the typical or the stereotypical example would be, you know, this beautiful woman walks into a room, she's wearing a striking red dress. She, I don't know, has like long flowing hair and smoldering eyes. And it can definitely be about their physicality or their, their look or their appearance, but it's not necessarily about that. It doesn't have to be about that at all. I would say it's much more about an energy. It's a vibe. And I think that vibe can show up in a couple of different ways. And I think we, you know, we might each respond to some different kinds of vibes. So a lot of what I'm going to be describing is the the kind of magnetism that I respond to. You might respond to something that's the opposite of that or very different. But some of the ones, some of the vibes that I like the most when it comes to magnetism, one is where you know when somebody just has like there's a sense of mystery or intrigue it's like there's something about them that's compelling and maybe you can't even put your finger on on what it is or what it is about them oftentimes they might be a little bit intimidating but maybe you find yourself just kind of staring at them in awe and being like ooh what what is that like i want to it's like you're drawn to it you're magnetically drawn to it you get curious you want to go go be around them or learn more, or just, it's like, you want to, you know, be in their presence somehow. I love that kind of magnetism. It's, um, I find it very almost just, yeah, it's very tantalizing. Another kind of magnetism that I love is when it's what I would describe as like warmth and openness. And, um, you know, when somebody walks in a room and it's almost like they bring like golden retriever energy where they walk in and you just, you can, it's like, you can tell they're comfortable with themselves and that somehow makes you more comfortable with yourself. It's like when you see somebody who's comfortable in their body and it makes you feel like you can relax. Um, they, they tend to have a confidence about them, but it's not at all like arrogant, cocky, superior, better than you. That's definitely not a fan of that (laughs) brand of confidence, which I would actually say is much more like, um, insecurity that's being covered up by this act but it's a kind of confidence where they're just like open, you know, you walk in and you kind of feel like, oh, like if I need something I can ask that person. They seem receptive. They often have very open body language. They often have um eyes that are like not, you know, darting around or looking away. They have eyes that will meet you, but they meet you in a way that's not um it's not like they're it's not power over you. It's just like an invitation. Their eyes are like, "Hi." And that type of magnetism I think can be very conducive to starting relationships to making connections. Like it's a great kind of magnetism to bring to like a networking event or I don't know, a family reunion or something where you want to invite people in, or maybe you're, um, rallying and you're have, you're having a, a, a dinner party at your house and you want to introduce different kinds of people. And as soon as they walk in the door, you want to greet them with that sense of warmth and openness and confidence. Um, that I love that too. That makes me we just want to go like hug the person and feel safe with them. Another kind of magnetism I personally really love is like, what more, what I would describe as charisma or charm. And, you know, that would be similar maybe to the the open and warm one, but there's like a, maybe there's a hint of playfulness. There's a hint of like, uh, mischievousness or maybe a hint of like flirtation. There's just a little bit more like a, a, a twinkle in their eye. And I think sometimes very charismatic people are really good at making other people feel good. This is similar to what I mentioned a little bit in the, um, in my (laughs) tirade about (laughs) flirting and why I think it's just a great way of communicating and being in terms of what energizes me in the last episode about energy management. So yeah, charisma, charm, like, um, flirtiness, playfulness, silliness, a w- almost like a willingness to be a little bit of like center of attention, stand up comedian, you know, make jokes, but basically bring a, like a, a fun vibe into a room. I think people who come across that way oftentimes come across as super extroverted and they might actually be. But oftentimes, in what I've observed, and I've been watching this for a long time, a lot of times they're actually not naturally extroverted. Instead, they've trained themselves in this way of being. It's like they've learned the language of magnetism or charisma, um, or charm, and they just know how to turn it on. It's like they're just switching channels and speaking a different language. Another thing to note is that, in my opinion, magnetism, I think it could be easily construed as like a typically feminine quality or female quality, but I would argue that it has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with gender, nothing to do with identity, sexual preference, any of those identifiers. It is simply a way of being. Anyone can be magnetic. Anyone can learn to be magnetic. It's more like an inner glow, a radiance that kind of, I I really believe it has to start on the inside and it has to be genuine and then it can come out and people can feel it. They can see it. Also, on that note, I believe that magnetism is not at all something you have to be born with. Although some people definitely maybe have it more naturally. I believe that you can cultivate it. You can learn it. It's a skill. It's a practice. Like I was saying, it's a, it's like a language you can learn and one that we could all benefit from. So it is one that I would like highly encourage us all to learn because it's pretty great. So that would be what I would say is magnetism and what is not magnetism the benefits of being magnetic in my opinion well and like you know why should we care <laughs> i obviously think it's great but how how is this helpful to you why should you care why should you want to learn to be more magnetic if so i spent <laughs> you could argue that i spent i have spent a lot of my life not being magnetic so um so i know what that's like and then i've spent a lot of time i would actually i would think well i'm not sure if this is true but i believe that i probably have a lot of qualities of magnetism naturally. However, I spent so much of my life doubting myself as a younger person that I was basically blocking it. I think had I gotten out of my own way, it would have come out more frequently and in a bigger way and had a bigger impact. But I was too busy, like hiding in the corner and being scared and playing small and dimming my light and doubting myself that it didn't, it's like, it couldn't come out because I was shutting it down. So it was just like laying there dormant and waiting in the corner. Whereas now I would say I've gotten out of my own way so I can let whatever's there naturally come out. And I've also learned the language of, man, of magnetism. I wouldn't say I'm fluent, but I would say I'm conversational, you know? And I feel like I know how to turn it on and off. And I, I can tell when I'm blocking it so I can unblock myself and get out of my own way, let it come out naturally, turn it on and off, practice it. You know, sometimes I go through phases where I forget about it completely and then it, it dims. And then I go through phases where I'm practicing it very intentionally almost every day. And then it, the dial gets turned way up. I've also spent a lot of time studying magnetic people and observing them and kind of reverse engineering. Like what is it that they're doing that is having them have this kind of an impact on the room right now? Cause they just walked in the room and the room literally shifted. The energy in the room was like, it shifted and it's like, I can, I, it's palpable. I can feel it on my skin and I can see it in the faces of everyone in here. Like, what the hell is that? And how do I get some of it? You know? So I've spending a lot of time studying these people and being like, what is it? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? How are they showing up? How are they carrying themselves? What are they doing with their bodies? What are they not doing? How are they interacting with other humans? Like, how are they, you know, interacting with themselves, with the space, there's so many different elements to it. And this is something I'm so fascinated by. So I could just sit around and stare at people and especially people like this for a long time. So ultimately though, like, why should we care? What's beneficial about it? And, um, I would say many different things, but number one, like it just feels great. So going back to the internal experience, the internal feeling when you are being magnetic or more magnetic, it feels so much better than that kind of like, Graspy, desperate, doubting, worrying, trying to. I think what so many of us do, what we're conditioned to do societally, and also what we're like, you know, programmed to do with our childhood and traumas and all that is we're, we're like on high alert, we're always in fight or flight, where our nervous system is freaking out all the time, and we're like worrying about everything. And so we try to predict and control everything that we can when in reality we can't actually predict or control anything. And so it's just this like very, like, um, I'm like hunching up my shoulders and doing like a contracted thing with my body. It's not a pleasant way to be. Whereas I would say when you shift into more of like a magnetic state, it's like, you know, dropped shoulders, deeper breaths, trusting yourself more calm. And when you're in that place, you've kind of regulated your nervous system more. You can access the parts of your brain that are a little bit more useful than the really primal like fight or flight ones. And it just feels good. It feels so much better when you feel confident. I think most of us would agree with that. And confidence is another, I mean, that's a side rant, but like, I think so many people think that confident people are just born with it and they're the lucky ones, but like, no, it's just, that's a very fixed mindset about that. The growth mindset, you know, that we can get better at anything with a little effort and focus and practice and intention. And this is, and just like with confidence, magnetism is something that you can work on and it's so worth it because it feels better. So that's the internal piece, but then also the impact. So the impact on your external surroundings, which could be another person in a friendship or a partnership, it could be on a group of people. It could be in a room, in a space. Like I was saying, if you're, especially if you're a more sensitive empath type, you can, you can, if you're into energy, you will so feel the impact of someone's magnetism in a room. And I would say, you know, look at like people who start revolutions and like lead movements, they are certainly magnetic. They're not just up there like yelling the loudest. They tend to have, there's something about them that is intriguing, that's compelling, that's like drawing people and they're magnetizing things to them. So it feels great internally. You tend to have a, a greater impact, meaning both good and larger. And I really believe that magnetism opens you up to It's like, it opens you up to more fulfilling relationships, more depth, more intimacy, more vulnerability. It magnetizes people and resources and opportunities to you. And, you know, if you think more in terms of like, quantum physics and um, manifestation and spirituality and things in that realm, you'll get into this is what I believe. I believe it's all about energy and frequency and vibration and, and things that are happening on a subatomic level that we can't see. And we're just barely starting to be able to explain some of it with science, but you know, the ancient, the ancients and ancient wisdom has been talking about this stuff for millennia, but like the more magnetic we are, the more those things come find us, the more we draw them in, the more we attract them to us, the more we magnetize them to us. It's also though, if you're not into that stuff and you just want to keep it really grounded and practical and logical, it's just more logical. It makes sense that when you are, let's say if you're like really shut down and you're cold and you're not welcoming and you're doubting yourself and you're, you know, just your whole body language when you're that way is less welcoming. It's less open. You're less likely to notice opportunities. People are less likely to come to you and offer you an opportunity. People are less likely to come to you and introduce themselves and make a connection if we're shut down. And so when we are more open and like aware and present, those are other great qualities I didn't mention though, actually is like being, being present and being more aware, self-aware, but also aware of your surroundings, aware of your impact. When we are in that more magnetic state, like we're just, more likely to be noticed. And when you are noticed, those things can come to you. Like people can't, people, resources and opportunities can't come to you if they don't know that you exist. You know, you might get randomly lucky or something, but I really believe that the more we are open, aware, and present and magnetic, the more those things will be drawn into us. You know, it's like the more open, kind, warm, and confident, and just grounded you are as a human. Also, you're just like more likable, more appealing, and people tend to be drawn to that. And this is not by the way about like being something that you're not or people pleasing or, or putting up some facade or just trying to get everyone to like you. This is like that real genuine calm and confidence. And I think a lot of it comes from knowing who you are, not specifically trying to be something that you're not. So those would be just a few of the benefits. I'm sure there are many more, but those are the ones that feel really important for me. And then the last piece how to actually be more magnetic. So here again, this could be like a long list. I've just pulled out the ones that seem the most important to me, but feel free to add to these yourself. One place to start, and these are in no particular order, but one place to start is, and this actually kind of like encompasses one of my main philosophies in life in general. So feel free to write this one down or steal it if it resonates for you. But that is taking radical fucking responsibility for like everything in your life everything, even the things that are, you know, not your fault or you didn't do it or it was so and so like take responsibility for all of it because it's in your life. So you have some relationship to it. And I think the more that we take responsibility, the more that we take ownership, which is not the same as like taking the blame. It's just taking responsibility for the fact that you have some sort of a relationship or response to whatever the thing is. And then you can be actively involved in deciding what you want to do with it, how you want to respond to it versus just passively sitting there and having the world like happen to you. So that means taking radical responsibility for everything in your life means turning down the dial on blaming others, on whining, on complaining, on judging. I know that's all so human. We all do it. And I'm not saying you can't do it or you shouldn't ever do it. I'm just saying like, take the dial and just turn it down a little bit because the more that we are anytime we're doing that, blaming, whining, complaining, judging, it just, we kind of put ourselves in the victim seat, the victim mindset. And that's just a place where my simplest definition of that is like, you're giving your power away when you're in that place. And when you're in a place of powerlessness, you don't have much to work with to change your life and to have the kind of experience that you want to have. So taking radical responsibility on the other hand, is just like owning your part in everything And let's say there's a problem instead of like looking at who, who should I blame for this problem, you know, and then make them figure it out. It's like, actually just what is my part in this? And even if I had nothing to do with it, how can I help? Or how do I want to respond to it? Like looking for solutions or looking for ways that you can make the best of whatever the situation is. How do you learn from it? How do you do better next time? How do you help the person that's going through the thing? How do you, you know, it's just like, I remember in um, leadership training that I did 12 years ago at CTI, one of their phrases, I think it was the way that we're, they were defining leadership was leaders take responsibility for their world. And that just, that hit home so much for me. Cause it's like, you are, you're stepping into a place of leadership, even whether it's self-leadership or some sort of official leadership, but it's like, you're taking responsibility for your world, not like the entire world. <laughs> Nobody needs to do that, but your world, like whatever it is that you are coming into contact with. And the more that you do that, the more you can be actively involved in it. And you can decide how do you, how do you want to respond to it and be engaged and lean in and start creating the reality you want to create versus like sitting back, being passive, just complaining, being a victim of it all. And then you know, you don't like your situation. So you just whine about it. So disempowering, giving our power away. So taking radical responsibility. Another piece that I think is pretty crucial to turning up the dial on your own magnetism is living from the inside out versus the outside in. We've touched on that before, but just to, um, as a reminder, living from the outside in is kind of where you let the circumstances outside of you dictate your inner state. So that's like you know, whatever's happening around you, circumstances of your life, your work, your family, your boss, your, you know, the weather, politics, all that kind of stuff. It's letting whatever's happening externally determine if you're having a good day, having a bad day, having a happy day, sad day. And as long as we're doing that, we are giving our power away the whole time too. So again, just, just disempowering, you know, you do you, but like, (laughs) I find that to be a very disempowering state of, um, state of affairs. Whereas on the opposite side, living from the inside out, that is where you are deciding you're in charge. You're in the driver's seat. You're letting your inner state dictate how you show up in the world and what your experience of your reality is. So again, you're taking responsibility, especially for your inner state, which means your thoughts, your feelings, your words, your actions, your behaviors, all of that. And like, You know, we can't control every single thought we have, but we can be working on creating more of an internal state that is the one that we want. We certainly can't control external circumstances, like pretty much any of them. And yet we try all the time, but it's, it's kind of like just a waste of time and it's a waste of energy. Whereas instead you're like, I'm going to just let the world do what it's doing. I'm going to actively be involved in the places that I'm choosing to be involved in, choose my lane. I'm going to have an impact where I want to have an impact, but I'm not going to like beat my head against the wall just yelling at a bunch of stuff. I can't change anyway. I would rather use that energy internally and be like, how do I change my thoughts, my feelings, my words, my actions, my behaviors, my inner energy, so that I can show up the way I want to show up, have the experience in my day-to-day life. I want to have, have the impact I want to have on people in the world. And a lot of that, you know, it's not easy in a lot of our inner state, If we're not aware, if we're not practicing a lot of awareness every day, you know, it is, it is on autopilot it is our conditioning. It is our trauma. It is our subconscious mind, just running the show, but with awareness and with practice, we can more and more get into the driver's seat and really start creating the reality we do want to create from the inside out, which is another part of magnetism. Also think it can be very important to decide who you are, decide how you want to show up and then practice showing up that way, like embody your desired identity And this is where, this is why I'm such a fan of identity work. We talked a little bit about it in the I part of the IDA series back in the beginning of the show, but it's wild. Like most human beings are walking around on this planet, operating with the assumption that they just are who they are. And that, that is just, that's, that's them. That's their identity, but like actually their identity that they've, the, the identity of who they believe themselves to be is basically just a collection of things from their past. It's their, again, their conditioning, their trauma. It's like what they've just been exposed to their surroundings. And then if we're creating our current reality from our past, we're just repeating a bunch of the same cycles because their brains are really efficient. So they try to automate everything. And so then we're just repeating old patterns, especially a lot of thought patterns. And so we're just, we're just creating more of the same shit, basically, which is what most people do. Whereas I'm like, if with identity work, with recognizing that we can actually, you know, who I believe myself to be today is a product of everything up until now, but that does not at all have to determine who I'm going to be going forward. I could change that shit right this second. It's not easy, but you can. And, but it takes deciding, like it takes deciding who you want to be, decide who you want to be, and then practice showing up that way. And that's, that's, that's many pieces. There's the mindset piece. There's the embodiment piece. What I mean by that is like your brain and your body. And then having those work together in the mindset side of things, it's like you're, you're deciding who you want to be. You're practicing self-awareness on a daily basis. You're choosing this version of you over and over. It's like, you're choosing, instead of just automatically recycling stuff from your past, you're choosing from the future that you desire, how you want to show up in the present, which then creates your future. So it's like, you're choosing to see the way the world, see the world in the way that this version of you that you desire would see it. I call that just, I think the easiest way to say that is just embodying your future self. My future self, I know exactly who she is. You know, she's the me that I aspire to be. And I'm like, how does she think? How does she talk? How does she carry herself? So I'm doing all of that in my mind, but at the same time, I can be doing it in my body. How do you carry yourself? What's your posture, your facial expressions, your breathing, your gestures, all of that. And you can be working on that on like a pretty regular basis. And then before you know it, you just start to kind of become that person. Another piece of how to step into more magnetism, I believe is like self-awareness. So I think we could all do with a, um, a lot more self-awareness, which means noticing your own internal experience, your thoughts, your feelings, and all of that, and being really curious about it, but also awareness of other people. So like, you know, when somebody's just like not reading the room (laughs) and it's pretty frustrating, you're like, how, okay, you, they've completely lost the crowd. Like what is happening right now? And I think a huge part of being more magnetic is the ability to, it's like, you're, you're, you're observing, you're witnessing yourself in the space, but you're also witnessing the space and you're observing and you're watching and you're curious and you're like interpreting what's happening in real time, including your impact on the space. So it's awareness of self, awareness of the space, and then awareness of your impact on the space. And then once you're more aware of your impact on the space, you can play with it and you can be like, what happens if I show up this way? Does that change my impact? Does that have more of the impact I want to have versus what happens if I do this? It's like playing with energy. I find that so fun. And I think that's part of really stepping into leadership too, to bring it back to leadership thing is taking responsibility for your impact. Another thing to note um, is... So I think we've all heard the phrase fake it till you make it, which can be very helpful. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, but the phrase I like way better that I think is relevant in this case in regards to magnetism is embody it until you become it. So like, let's say you want to be that person who walks into a room and heads turn because you are just carrying yourself with so much calm and confidence and openness and charm and whatever it is. Like you may not feel like that person right now. And so there's going to be an element of like, well, I have to go in there and pretend to be something I'm not, but I would say it's less, again, it's like, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's similar, but it's the energy behind it. It's like, where is it coming from? So instead of being like, Oh, I'm not good enough. And I have to go in here and pretend to be something I'm not like that kind of graspy energy. Instead. It's like, okay, (laughs) I am where I am, where I aspire to be is this more magnetic version of myself. So how do I like almost like visualize and feel and imagine what that version of you would be like, and then do your best to embody that version as much as you can today, which might be like a tiny baby version, you know, but maybe you get a little glimpse of it. You get a little taste and then you're like, Ooh, okay. That felt good. Ooh. Like people were, you know, more receptive to me or whatever. And you notice it. And then you just keep practicing like half the battles, even remembering to do any of this shit, honestly. But I find with something like this, the more that at least the more I do it on purpose, the more it starts to become second nature. And it reminds me of like, not just, you know, who I am today, but like, who I really am, who I really believe I'm capable of being, who I want to step into. It's like bringing along, walking into a room with my more empowered future self and embodying her as much as I possibly can. And I think the more we do that, we close the gap. And then you become that version of yourself sooner. It's like you're collapsing time. You're bringing that future version of you into your current reality, which then makes the future happen sooner. I also think with this kind of stuff, If there's like the long-term strategy and the short-term strategy, I'm a huge fan of playing the long game for the things that matter. You know, I'm playing the long, long game with my health and fitness. I'm playing the long game with this podcast. I'm playing the long game with any of the habits and, and things that really matter to me. And this is where for something like this, this is where like personal development and healing are key to get from wherever you are to where you want to be in terms of being more magnetic, like might be a long road. And that's where being just committed to more ongoing work, like trauma and healing and deconditioning, deprogramming all the nonsense in our brains and releasing the old shit, rewiring your brains to be thinking much more empowered thoughts and have much more empowered beliefs and helpful stories running the show. And it's like, you're also, you know, you can do all the mindset in the world, work in the world, but if you don't get your body on board, you're going to, you're going to get blocked. We can't just think our ways into new ways of being. We have to figure out how to <laughs> get it into our bodies. And that's where a lot of somatic work or trauma type work. And, um, I think ultimately I was saying this to a client today. I think the most important thing with this, with our, getting our bodies on board is just helping your body feel safe. So long-term strategy is like do the work. (laughs) And I think anyone who's actively doing personal development work will naturally become more magnetic too, because it's just a byproduct. You do enough of this shit and it's like you start to feel so good that it just it naturally changes how you show up. But in the short term, I think what also can be fun, since we're all about practical tools here for all you modern humans is like, what's give me the shortcut. Like I want to give you all the shortcuts that you can use today that you can play with right now while you're doing the longer work if you're doing that too. And for me, most of the shortcuts are in the body. It's like, how do you carry yourself? How do you embody that future self right now? So here are a bunch of little tips if you'd like to write them down. One of them is to stand tall. To me, the idea of having like a little string that's coming out of the top of your head that pulls you up. um, And that just naturally makes the rest of your body kind of fall into its natural alignment. But it's standing tall with like your, your, your chin up and back. A lot of us are doing the hunched over iPhone computer thing, you know? So it's getting out of that. And shoulders are down and back. Think about like how a a salsa dancer stands, that kind of posture. Also uh, taking up space, literally with your physical body, but also energetically. I think this one's especially important for women who are trying to be more assertive in the workplace, things like that. So standing tall, taking up space, um, holding eye contact. Which is a favorite for me just because I love eye contact in general. But uh, holding eye contact, not in like a creepy way and not in like a I'm going to dominate you weird power play kind of way, um, unless that's your thing and it's with consent. But like holding eye contact in, a, contact in a way that makes people feel like they're being invited in and like you see them. Like when I make eye contact with someone, I want them to feel like I'm saying to them non verbally, I see you, which basically means you matter. So eye contact which I really believe people, you know, they don't just see your eyeballs, they can feel it. They feel your energy. Um, Smiling, you know, seems so obvious, but like a lot of us forget to do it. We're distracted, we're staring at our phones, but like just smiling at people, it, you know, it creates connection. It starts to create trust. It's, there's so much flirtation that can live in that space. Like it brings people in, it makes them feel good. Like you might make someone's day and change their life by just smiling at them. So I think it's a very underrated and underutilized simple tool. Something like remembering and using people's names can make a huge difference. Remembering details about their lives. You know, if you um, are like me and you have maybe a harder time with short-term memory things, write that shit down, ask questions, write, write it down and then circle back and ask them questions later. Like there's nothing that feels as good as when you meet someone who you've only met once, you see them again and they're like, Oh, how's that thing that you were working on? Or how's your, you know, sick uncle or whatever it is. It feels so good you know, it helps if you actually also really care. <laughs> You're not just taking it. Another big one is to breathe. Like it's so easy when we get all riled up to, you know, we get all rattled and up in our head and, and ungrounded, but just that simple act of breathing, helping to regulate your nervous system, helping you feel more calm. In the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about how the difference physiologically between being nervous and being excited it's well, the difference is like, there isn't really one, they're basically the same, but you can change the experience of that. Like those nerves, it's like electricity running through your body. But when you're nervous, it's when you take away the breath. And when you're excited, it's when you add the breath. So let's say you're about to get up on stage and give a talk and your nervous is all hell. If you slow down your breathing and take some bigger, longer, deeper breaths, you can transmute your nerves into excitement and enthusiasm, which translates really well. And you become very magnetic on the stage. Another kind of simple one is like wearing clothes that actually feel like you. I know I feel way more magnetic if I'm wearing clothes that make me like look and feel the way I want to look and feel in like a, you know, powerful, grounded, empowered way. Um, not trying to like fit into, I don't know, try not trying to be something you're not, or, you know, all that anyway, slowing down. And speaking up and enunciating, um, if you're anything like me, (laughs) it's really easy to talk fast and like swallow the ends of your sentences and maybe think, oh, people don't care. So I'm just wrapping things up and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately the most magnetic, in my opinion, the most magnetic people, and especially speakers and storytellers, like they slow down, they speak up, they enunciate, they're not in a hurry. They're good at storytelling. They use vivid details to like, to bring people in and have people be experiencing what they're describing with rich detail, using the senses and all of that. But they're also reading the room, you know, so you can tell if you're losing the crowd and then you can shift tactics. And then another really important one is just to listen. We talked a lot about listening in the communication episode with Chris, but like actually fucking listening (laughs) and hearing what people are saying and being genuinely curious. That just makes people feel so good. And when you do that, it makes you more magnetic. But again, if you want the fastest shortcut, just embody your future, future self. It's my favorite one. So the homework, should you choose to accept it, is to take any of these tips that resonated with you and just like play with your energy, play with your... Um, how you're carrying your body, when you're talking to people, when you're going into a room, when you're on a zoom call at work, whatever it is, and just see what happens and see how it feels. Cause it's so fun when you start to play with it and when you start to actually notice the difference. So recap, we talked about what is and what isn't magnetism. Why should we care? What are the benefits and also how to be more magnetic. And I hope that was as intriguing to you as it is to me. I find this stuff so fun and fascinating to play with. And it really does make a difference. It's something I've been playing with a lot lately and I freaking love it. Reminder to check out DLA, um, aka Dream Life Academy, which is my new lifestyle design community. Doors are opening soon. If you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely invited. So please know that it's for you would love to have you as a founding member. We'll put the link in the show notes and all you got to do, click the link and then click the button to join the waitlist. No obligation. It's just your way to get on the list so that as soon as we open the doors, you'll be the first to know. And we'll give you all the details there. Hope to see you in there. And then, uh, you know, thank you. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.